Hey, I uh, wanted to start a new series tonight, starting out the year called King of My Heart. And I knew that I needed to start this several weeks ago, and, and then uh, Rit wrote it out. You, when you make a message, you over a course of days and weeks, you put it together in your heart, and then you finally put it on paper. And I went back and was listening to, on the way home from work today, a Bill Johnson uh, podcast. And he said something at the top of the podcast that bore witness with what? I'm going to share tonight for the next few minutes. And he says that the trying times that you go to reveal where your trust is. So I don't know. Nobody likes going through trying times. Nobody likes a challenge. Nobody likes their their faith to be developed. Nobody likes their their confidence to be uh, put in check. But every single time it reveals where your heart is. And specifically, it reveals who's the king of your heart. Every time. (laughs) I wish it weren't true, but every time it does. So our foundation scripture is found in Ezekiel. It says, a new heart will I give to you, the Lord speaking, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I'll take away a stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, your first villain, that the previous owner of your heart wants wants his property back. <laughs> it's, it's just the previous owner, uh, uh, you know, the, the next fill-in, or, or at least he wants uh, you unfulfilled where you are. Now, I know this has probably never happened with you guys, but have you ever been in a relationship and then it broke up, and then you went and checked on them <laughs> to see, made sure they weren't any happier, that they didn't get a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, and if they did, they hoped, you hoped it was horrible. <laughs> Nobody in here, because this is kind of, you know, w- twisted, but if, if you can't have them, then nobody can have them. <laughs> well, I think that's the way it is with the enemy of our soul. That when God put a new heart in you, and he became the king of your heart, that he wasn't going to make it easy on us. That there is a war for the hearts of those that trust in God. And, and if you ever want, <laughs> there, there ain't no cowards in here, by the way. Amen. So if you want to live a life of courage, follow the Lord. If you want to live a life of courage, follow the Lord when the world seems to be going the, a, d- a different direction. Let me help you out with something. And, and I heard this a while back um, and it helped me. Quit freaking out about the world behaving like the world. Quit. <laughs> this is good. Ryan. Where are you? This is Ryan. This is going to help us. Ryan left. He had enough of me. <laughs> Quit freaking out when godless people act godless. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny. Quit freaking out about it. When people that aren't redeemed and are away from the Lord act like they're away from the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. That just helps me. Let's keep going. I don't want to get bogged down on that. Here's the, here's the, here's the trip reality. If you, don't, if you want the war to stop, then just stop following God. I've had people, I've been doing this a lot of years, too many years. I guess maybe nobody has a 48-year-old youth pastor anymore, but here I am. <laughs> and during that course of time, you see people that stray away. And you know why they stray away? Because it's easier. It takes courage to follow God all the days of your life. It takes courage for a Wednesday night in January to be in in a youth service, in a young adult service. It takes courage. It's easy just to back away 
and pretend like it was nothing and it, and it means nothing. The unfulfilled heart is a trap the enemy, of the enemy to try to hold you still. Now, I know that we a lot of times think that he's trying to destroy us. He's trying to get us to go wayward. He's trying to get us to forsake all. Maybe so, I don't know. But I know one of his strategies, and his most effective is just to keep you still. As Michelle said, that you're, you're afraid to, for your voice to go out. You're, you're, I'm going somewhere tonight, and I'm going to get there quick. You're, you're afraid to stand for your faith in God. You're afraid to speak the word. You're, you're afraid to go forward in God. You're afraid to trust him. Because if he can just keep you still, if he can just keep you calm, if he can just keep you where you're ineffective, where you don't affect anything, then maybe, just maybe, you'll leave him alone. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah, and it's up on the screen. Isaiah 26.3 and the Amplified says, I will guard and I will keep. That God committed to guard and to keep. Him perfect and in constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and character, what is, what is it? It stayed. That the course of action is that God will guard and keep the mind that is stayed. On you because he commits himself to you, he leans on you, he hopes in you confidently. Oops. So trust. There's your, there's your job. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Make him the king of your heart. Lean on him. Hope confidently in him. When forever. <laughs> forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting God, the rock of ages. When we when we were doing quarantine in, in last year, there's a fast song. Uh, I give my life to follow your love is... What song is that? All I want now. I never lead that song. Taylor always leads that song. During quarantine and another time, I had to lead that song. And I crack... If you go watch the video, I crack every time I sing that line. I give my life to follow. Why? Because this 48-year-old bald man has realized that there ain't no life outside of him. And that whatever his length of days are for me on this earth, I'm going to fulfill them. Whatever his length of days for you, that you're going to fulfill them and you're going to fulfill them serving him. That what's the course of action, what's the duration forever, forever. Whether we go by the grave or he splits the eastern skies, I have a feeling the people I'm talking to, the people watching, that you're going to slide through those gates and shout it was worth it. Did you hear me? That you're going to slide through those gates into the presence of the Most High God with a declaration that it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Now there, there is, and this isn't in my notes, but there is a bit of a, 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 a roar. Michelle, I'm, you were helping me preach and you didn't even know. A roar from the enemy that we're going to silence the believers. We're going to silence those narrow-minded Christians. We're going to silence the way that they think. And, and make no mistake, darling, they've tried it before. They've tried it multiple times and they lost every time. <laughs> they lost every time. Because Jesus made a statement, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it try to stop him <laughs> i'm gonna be behind him and your mama too <laughs> next fill in that your heart was never designed to be in turmoil it was never designed to be in turmoil oh but jonathan you don't know i know darling i know i'm gonna tell you about a thing that happened to me two days ago 
but it comes with a confidence that the king of my heart never designed my heart to be in turmoil. That your, your heart was always designed to be at rest. But Jonathan, what if it's not at rest? I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help me too. <laughs> I'll help us. It was always designed to be at rest. Why? Because he's the king of our heart. Next week, I'm going to tell you what the king of the heart does through you. He just doesn't sit there tapping his, tapping his fingers, eating uh, Cheez-Its and sipping on Kool-Aid. He's, he's doing something inside of you. If you want, think about that your heart being at rest. Have you ever, somebody calling me, my, one of my coaches. If you think about I, this thing right here, if you, as anybody have a Apple Watch? Anybody have a Fitbit? Anybody have a Fitbit, Apple Watch? Anybody ever wore a heart monitor? I do this thing now where I wear a heart monitor during this, this workout session. You know what it does? It, it's gauging what's going on with your heart with your oxygen, with your rhythm, with your intensity. And the throne, the king of the throne of our heart is that heart monitor, that Apple Watch, that Fitbit, that, that, that gives, is sending us, sending, listen to this, he is sending us information from the Father's heart. That's why your heart was never designed to be in turmoil. That's why it was always designed to be at rest because that heart rate, that sensory is sending us Things from the king of our heart. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting about, your next feeling. Come back here. Come back here. That inner unrest is never from God. Let's establish that right now. That God never designed you to have inner unrest. Never. Never. But Jonathan, I've experienced it. I know. Me too. But we were never designed to have inner unrest. Well, let's go to Colossians. Colossians 3.15. It says, and let peace. Soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as umpire. Listen to this. In your heart, design, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ, one body, we are also called to live and be thankful. Let me go back to something before I go to that and be thankful. Let peace rule. That there is a ruling nature on the throne of our heart, the king of our heart. And what does that ruling nature does? It is guarding your heart. What, what's it triggered by? It's triggered by thankfulness. That your thankfulness and be thankful, giving praise in all ways, that your thanksgiving, your worship, like never before has prayer and worship and declaration of the word been more important than the days that we live in. Never more important. That there is a seat of authority in every single person's heart ever, that's ever walked the planet there is a seat of authority in every single person's heart. That something or someone occupies the seat at this moment. Not when we get good and ready. Not when we get our life in order. That right now, every single person, that the seat of their heart is being occupied by something or someone. Here's the, here's the good news. You get to decide. You get to decide what has that place of authority? Because something's in it right now. For some people, it's a relationship. For some people, it's 
the, the making of their life, what, they, what their uh, ambitions are. For some people, it, it's a fear. For some people, it's uncertainty. But for some people, it's the heart of God. Now, let me say this also, that if you're, you say, Jonathan, I want the Lord as the king of my heart, but that's not always true. That's okay, darling. Keep on putting him there. Daily put him there. But Jonathan, I, what, I, what if I have to do it every day? Will you brush your teeth every day and you don't complain about that? You do it every day. You put that deodorant on every day. Amen? Floss your teeth. You, who, floss your teeth if you don't floss your teeth. Psalms, and we're going to go through several verses in Psalm here real quick. In Psalms it says, My soul wait only upon God in silent submission to Him. Why? For He is hope and expectation and are from Him. Your next fill in that misdirection comes from when our hope and our expectation is misaligned. Every single person that's, that's, that's walked away from the things of God is because their hope and their expectation have been misaligned. But the opposite is true as well. Every person that has committed and that their heart is for the Lord, maybe they don't do everything perfect. Perfect, I don't do everything perfect. But their heart is toward the Lord, that that person is full of hope and expectation. Have you ever prayed a prayer, God, why me? Why, why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this? What is that? That's the word, words of the enemy that are trying to get you to think that somehow that you're being mistreated. But all of that can be redeemed when we set as the king of our heart the presence of the Lord. Your next villain, when God is the king of our heart, we are surrounded by the greatest defense. That when he is king of our heart, next week I'm going to tell you more about what he does. When he is king of our heart, it is the greatest defense. Let me say this another way. That this world is pumping at full volume. It is pumping as much fear and uncertainty and worry and concern and strife and division in this world as quick as it can. As quick as it can. The only defense for the heart of the believer, the only defense for the person that is committed to live in peace, full peace, is to make the Lord the king of their heart. That's the only defense. And it is the greatest defense. It's the greatest. Taylor drives a, um, a Tesla, and it is next to impossible to roll that thing. Why? Because it has this huge battery that's on the bottom of that car. And so he drifts. His favorite thing is to, is to drive his mom around. And he drifts everywhere, skidding there. She's screaming. <laughs> he hasn't done that recently, has he, Mo? But it doesn't matter where he skids that thing. or It's almost impossible to flip it because its foundation is heavy. And the person who has made the decision that I'm going to make the Lord the king of my heart, that no matter what pushes against you, what tries to topple you, what tries to slide you in another direction, that your greatest defense is that when as they are pushing you, that the presence of God is guarding what's pushing against you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. 
the next verse in Psalms. Psalms that he only, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense and my fortress. I will not be moved. If we don't take the opportunity at all times, the enemy will find the spot at some time. I, I wish... I wish I could say that he will not play, that he will play fair. He will not play fair. But we'll look for the opportunity. We'll look for the places that we have let down our guard as the king of our heart and opened up ourselves to wrong thinking, to wrong values, to unbiblical thoughts, to thoughts of fear, to thoughts of confusion, that he will take that open door and do his best to get in there. But if we make a decision, at the beginning of the year, that he is the king of my heart, then the defenses come up against him. I got home the other night. Let me just let you know. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes I keep my phone next to my bed. I don't have my phone on me. But you know the craziest things, that there's some crazy people out there, and they have the audacity, audacity to text me at the late, late hour of 930. <laughs> now I know none of y'all go to bed that early. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding about the text. I'm not kidding about the, I go to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> Don't judge. So I got home the other night shortly after nine. And so that's my, you know, wind down and go to bed close to that time, brush your teeth, all that kind of stuff. And I had been singing all day, or at least the latter part of the day, Rita Springer's Defender. You know, not singing, but in my heart, it was going over and over. And I was about to go into to where my, my bedroom, and the Lord just prompted me. He said, there's a reason you've been singing that song, Defender. And I knew who it was for, and I knew why. And I have a little, little bedroom in my house that's got a desk in it, and that's where I do my quiet time and stuff like that. And, and so the Lord just prompted me, go in, go in there. Because I usually do my quiet time in the morning. So I go in there and I probably spend about 30 minutes playing different. Ver there's a Rita Springer's got a version, then she's got a ver version with uh, Bethel, and then there's one, another one, Ryan Edgar sings Defender, uh, and just different versions. And I just kept it going on YouTube while I pulled out the Word of God. And for the person that I was praying over, prayed those words prayed in the spirit, it's a leader, prayed in the spirit, prayed for situations, prayed for things around that, that leader. And then in my spirit, after that duration of time, that I felt peace to go on to bed. Now, I ain't nothing special. But for some reason, the Lord prompted me, and specifically by a song, Defender. Let me, let me preface it by saying this, that I have, I have and have had great concerns for the direction our country is taking. But let me, let me add to that. If all we have is great concern and we never pray about it, we'll just have greater concern. Jonathan, how do we change it? I told my sister the other day, I said, we've already voted. The only thing, out, the thing after you vote is that you pray. There was a duration of a, about two or three weeks 
that on my lunch break, I'd come over here. If you go to the end of our, the property here, is a bridge that goes over, and it's that walkway that's all the way around Bailey Lake and so forth. And so at lunch, I'd spend about 10 minutes, and I'd walk and pray for the country's leadership. Maybe I should start doing that. It's been a little cold lately, but... But I, I, let, me, let me let you know two things. One, the other night when Defender was in my heart, and then those two or three weeks that I was walking the, the perimeter out there, just me and, and people's dogs at their fences, I knew, one, that the Lord had instructed my heart to do both of those things, but I would, I'll let you right, know right now that I needed to do that. I needed to do that. I, I needed to to reassure that peace in my heart that he's a big God. Let me, let me take it a step further, that I, I needed to walk the perimeter of, the, uh, of those housings over there and pray defender. Why? Because, because I, I, I needed the throne of my heart to be secure in who was sitting on it because there's a war against it. I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Neither do you. Neither does anybody else. But the Lord does. And the Psalms said this was the, this what was going on in my in my uh, heart the other night when Defender that in Psalms it says, "Who is this King of Glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty." Goes on in that Psalms to say that he is the Lord, mighty in battle. That'll make you go to bed real nice <laughs> when you understand that he is the Lord strong and mighty and that he is the Lord mighty in battle. What's this feeling? It is a good thing to remind your heart and soul that all your trust, not just some of it, all your trust is in God. Let me make this statement really clearly here. That the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has got to a place where our entire trust has not been in who God is. Now, I believe you vote. I believe you pray about that. I believe that you lead in your community. I believe you lead in your school, in your place of work. I believe in all those things. But we got to a point in, in, in ways and in, in, in issues where we thought we don't need God in this. We can handle it ourselves. And we have got to get to a place of the, of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ where we say our entire trust is in you. All of it is in you. That, and let me take it a step further, that we as believers say, God, our entire trust for our lives is in your hands. Let's keep going in Psalms so we don't run out of time. That with God's rest, my salvation and glory, and my glory, he is my rock of unyielding strength and my impenetrable hardness and my refuge is in God. Trust in, lean on, rely on, and have confident him at all times. You people pour, listen to this, pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, a fortress and a high tower, selah, which is translated, pause and calmly think that the, listen, let 2021 be the year that we pour out our heart daily to God. Jonathan, what's your prescription for what, what we should do in 2021? Pour out our heart every day to him. 
every day that we establish you're the king of my heart. Every day when we establish, I don't want to face tomorrow without trusting you wholly. Every day that, every day that, that we, oh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead to next week, but every day that we say, God, I believe that you're doing a work in this planet. I believe that the kingdom of God is taking advance. I believe that you're pouring out your spirit. Of, oh, I, I, okay, stop it. Stop it, Jonathan. Monkey, do you mind coming down real quick? Listen to this. The Lord really, really got me with this. Got me. Oh, the Lord got me. <laughs> Listen to this. I've read this, I read this scripture about a month ago too. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in and will eat with him and he will eat with me. Let me, let me put your fill-ins real quick because I want to show you something. That this is a daily invitation from the Lord to sit upon the throne of our heart. Let me get through these fill-ins and I'm going I'm to show you what the Lord showed me. This is a daily invitation that... The entire world system is fighting against you answering that invitation. Your, the, your phone, your phone is either your greatest weapon or your biggest enemy. Because there is an onslaught of information and either good or bad coming through your phone right now. Last, last fill in and then I want to show you. An entire agenda has been set in motion to discourage your heart from having a king forever enthroned. And, I, and when, when I wrote that last statement this morning, I wrote, I said, God, that's a horrible way to end this. <laughs> that our entire agenda has been set in motion to discourage your heart. He said, Jonathan, go back to the scripture. Go back to the scripture in Revelation. He says, I stand at the door and knock. And he said, think of the visual." Now, if you came to my house right now, and on my house, I have one of those ring doorbells. Anybody else have a ring doorbell? So if somebody even moves in front of my door, it signals my phone. And not just that, but that I can see who's there. So let's pretend, I don't know, let's pretend Benjamin comes to my house, and I'm home, and he's standing at my door, and, and my phone goes off, I see Benjamin, I see him there, and I just ignore it. I keep on watching Full House, <laughs> whatever I'm watching. And Ben, ben sees my car in, out front and knows I'm there and rings the door, and I don't answer it. Now, anybody in this room or watching would agree that's rude, <laughs> that's inconsiderate, that's your nephew. What if, what if he, his car broke down and, what if, and he needed help? What if, it, what if he, what if he uh, needed some money? I mean, anything that I would do. And the visual the Lord gave me, he said, I, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And I imagined Jesus standing at the door of our hearts and knocking and, and wait, waiting for us to open it. Here's the reality. If Ben was, if I was at home, Ben's at my front door, I hear it go on, hear the doorbell go off, I'm going to open that door immediately. And whatever he needs, I'm going to take care of. 
whatever he's there for, what, maybe he's there to watch the Mandalorian with me. I don't care. Whatever. Or maybe he's, uh, does I have a flat tire, Uncle John? Let me just tell you, I am available. And I believe that God is prompting the hearts of believers all around the world. I believe he is prompting our hearts that we not allow him to stand at a door and knock, but that the door never is shut. Because the truth is that Ben could have a key to my house if I provided that. He could have the garage code to get in. And, and I shudder to think that the Lord Jesus, according to Revelation, says, I stand at the door and knock. And I believe that in this, in this day and in this hour and in this new year, that there is an army of believers that say, Lord, I don't want you knocking at my door because my door will not be shut. But whatever you have, I want you to come in. Whatever your agenda is, I want you to be there. Whatever your plan is, I want you to walk through the door of my heart. Whatever you want, that it is an open door policy and you move on me to pray, that you move on me to worship, that you move on me to speak words of life, that you move on me to declare your word, that you move on me to love people of every walk and of every kind, that you move on me to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ wherever I go that you move on me to be kind and loving in every situation let me let you know let me let you know that the enemy has no recourse to us loving like Jesus he has no recourse he is defeated from the onset when the church decides that I will love like no other let me let me make this statement that doesn't mean we compromise the word of God Compromising the Word of God is not love. Me adjusting my views for some ungodly person that is against this is not love. But saying in spite of it, in spite of who you are, in spite of what you've done, in spite of the way you think, that I choose right now to love you like no other. And in loving you, I open the door to the king of my heart coming into your heart. Let me make this plain, and I hate to end on this note, but I was just prompted. This world is not interested in a compromised gospel. Jesus didn't change anybody with a compromised gospel. What did he change them with? The truth and the love of his father the truth and the love of his father that in and of itself has the power to change has the power to heal has the power to restore has the power to usher in the conviction loving power of king jesus amen would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment? Maybe you're watching. You've never invited the Lord into your life. That's okay. I want to give you an opportunity. Even in this room, if you've never invited Jesus in your life, no one is looking around. If your heart is, Jonathan, would you pray for me? Right where you sit, I'm not going to embarrass you, draw any attention to you. This is between you and God. 
If you want that prayer saying, Jonathan, I need to invite Jesus into my life, just raise your hand right where you are and then you can put it right back down. If you're watching right now, just whatever you do, maybe you're on a treadmill, maybe you're, maybe you're sitting in a chair, maybe you're sitting on the sofa, maybe you're eating a bowl of cereal at the, at the kitchen counter watching on your phone, just respond. Just respond to Jesus. Just say, I need you in my life. Let me lead you in a prayer. Just say this out loud. Lord Jesus, that's right. Say it out loud. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sin. And I commit to serving you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're, if you're out there and you prayed that prayer somewhere in your area, if you're not here local, find a church that believes the Bible. If you're in this area, we would love to have you here to be a part of what God is doing.